Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So I think I've asked you this already on the podcast because I was stressed out about it, but do you remember how old you were when you started losing your baby teeth? I don't remember how old I was when I started losing my baby teeth, but I do remember more than one traumatic event losing teeth. I just feel like five, not even five and a half, is too young. It seems really early. And Penny has a loose tooth. And I just think it's really early. I feel like I had to have been more like six, seven, yeah. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't get, I got braces and fit fifth grade so I would have had to have most of my permanent teeth by by then then. but I feel like I lost most of them first second Mm -hmm. grade Mm -hmm. not not she's not even in kindergarten that just seems bizarre to me it seems really early and I didn't really think a lot about it prior because I truly thought I had at least another year if not two years and we were out of town and her, she just has this like gap in the bottom of her teeth. That's just like getting wider and wider and wider. Cause her teeth are just like shifting to make room for her adult teeth. And I was looking at it more closely and we were FaceTiming B while we were out of town. And he was like, I can see that gap like through this FaceTime right now. And so we we're just talking about, Oh my gosh, you're gonna be losing a tooth soon. That's crazy. And I immediately was like, I want zero part of this. <laughs> I don't want to look at it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to hear about it. I just do not like teeth literally at all. Going to the dentist gives me actual anxiety and talking about mouths is just wretched. And so when we- I just really think if this is already happening, <laughs> you owe it to your future self to have a sit down with B. I know you've already said this is in your core. Here's what this means. <laughs> but you need to be really clear on what that means. And also really clear on what you're doing about it. Because I will tell you, when my mom was tired one morning, and I found out about Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy in one fell swoop when she was groggy one morning at 6.30 a.m. after the Tooth Fairy failed to deliver Mm -hmm. her payout. Mm -hmm. Trust me, (laughs) just like you need to have a plan. Regardless if you decide to, you know, do the Tooth Fairy thing or not, I just... Yeah. no, You want to be on the same page. We don't do the Easter Bunny thing, and Santa's only half committed like she believes skeptically is kind of how she is about santa but she believes skeptically about life so that just like makes sense to me yeah 100 <laughs> percent. 
But yeah, so then we got home and he wiggled it and it sure shit, it's loose. And I like had a frenzy about it because it's disgusting. I just feel like that means, I want to know what that means about developmentally everything else. Like I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, like is there a study that's like if teeth come at this age, then that puberty would mean this. God, I hope not. I was a late, I was a late bloomer, so well, <laughs> I don't put it off. I just don't necessarily think she's gonna be. So, well, I'm really annoyed about it, <laughs> but it is cute to me when kids have like those toothy, gappy grins. And she's, we're definitely gonna have to spend a fortune in orthodontia for her because ever since she's had teeth, they've been perfect little chiclet teeth. They're perfectly straight. They're all touching. They're just beautiful, perfect little teeth. And the dentist was like, these are the worst kind of teeth to have as a child, because that means there is no room for the adult teeth. So as soon as she loses this one and an adult tooth comes, all of the others are fucked. (laughs) And I'm like, awesome. So it is interesting to see her mouth already like making room for that. Like bodies. Yeah. I wonder if she'll need a palate spreader like before she does orthodontics. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, there's just no room in there, which is what my problem was too. I can't, I don't understand how I went from like having friends who (laughs) had no children and were like in messy relationships and now... (laughs) They're married and like I have friends who like their kids are graduating from high school. Yeah. Well, don't worry, you have friends who are in messy relationships too. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I'm just I, aging is wild and uh-huh. how fast it happens is even wilder to me. So uh-huh. well, y'all wish me luck with the tooth thing. I'm personally not going to sign up for the tooth fairy duty. And so if Brian wants to do that, he can, but he's going to have to stay committed to that. But we just didn't do those things. And so I don't, I'm good. (laughs) I'm I'm lazy. (laughs) Well, don't call yourself lazy. You're the one of the least lazy people I know. I only have energy to do everything else because I don't do shit like that. (laughs) You make your priorities and you stick to them. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I think perfectly ties into where we're going today. (laughs) Do y'all love our segues or what? (laughs) They're great. They're perfect. So this is part two of a conversation that we started in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to episode 649, Go listen to that one first because it's all about the mindset portion of what it means to develop an experimental mindset, questions you need to ask yourself, some things you need to let go of, some different headspace places that we've been throughout our business journey. And this is part two, the strategy, the tactical side of, okay, once you commit to an experimental mindset or a new phrase that I'm adopting and using is a curiosity culture, a culture of curiosity. I love that so much. What does it actually mean though in your day-to-day with new hires, with yourself as the founder and someone who's working in your company? What does it actually look like? And what are some ways that we've like strategically implemented ways for our team to harvest that same mentality. So we're going to go over all of that today. Yeah. So let's start first with that culture of curiosity, because that's not, it's not just a fun phrase or (laughs) (laughs) it is fun to say though. Mm -hmm. I think it's so much more than that. It's really, it starts with the way you talk about your work Mm -hmm. 
And the way you talk about your work with those who are in your support system, whether that's people on your actual team or just the people that are supporting you in your day-to-day life. Because I think it has to be all-encompassing or you can derail yourself, in my opinion, if you use different language with different yeah. people. And like quite literally, we're talking about like phrases that you can switch out in your actual like day-to-day language in talking to even if you have a VA or just a couple part-time employees or a business partner like we do, right? So one of the very first switches that we made as we started growing our team, Abby and I are used to it just being Abby and I, meaning we can talk to each other whenever we want. We can text, we can hop on Zoom, we can hop on a phone call and everything from what's our schedule like this week to today, or what's our next big investment, or here I'm having this crisis, identity crisis about work and let's talk through it. Like any conversation was available to have at any time through any channel. And as our team started growing, we would still have some of those conversations offline or on private channels where we were just trying to like hash out something really quickly and we weren't doing it out loud. And part of another phrase that I love to think about when we made this switch is or someone I follow on Instagram and she talked about her and her husband and they were going through some like marriage things a couple years ago and they decided to like recommit to each other and like really like just have a phenomenal relationship. They called it love out loud. Like they just loved each other out loud. They were public, blatant with each other, with her Instagram followers, with everything. It was just pure, obvious unfiltered, loving out loud. And so what is the version of that that we could bring into our business? Meaning the hesitations or questions or doubt that we had about stuff, the excitement we had about stuff, the pro cons that we always like to do with each other. Could we do that more out loud? Could we work out loud? Could we think out loud? And as soon as we started doing that, I don't think necessarily our team was like, oh, thank goodness that you're now having all of these conversations publicly. (laughs) But it's like, it didn't feel like we were in our own little corner making these choices. And then we would give them the perfect refined version of them. Uh They got to see the evolution of choices, thoughts, options. Yeah. So I think it started with, in terms of creating this curiosity, one, including people in the conversation earlier. Mm -hmm. So like before you've made a decision, before you've picked a direction, before you've decided which way you're going to go, including them earlier. That doesn't mean you don't necessarily drive where you go. You can still drive the decision-making. You can still drive the process, but including them more in the process earlier on, which I think leads into being more descriptive on how and why you are making the decisions you're making. So it's taken a lot of practice, but we have really tried to, instead of saying, this is the goal, this is what we're doing. We have been really clear on how did we arrive at this point? Mm -hmm. What were the things we included and looked at? And the interesting thing is you start to see other people do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're like, is this the right mechanism to be gauging engagement? Is this the right strategy to be looking at? Does this include that? Like you can train other people to start to think in the same way you would. And it's not necessarily like you want them to come to the same conclusion. That's not necessarily the goal, 
But if you, especially starting with a more junior staff who has less experience in your industry, it's important that you give them a framework to work through. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they may just assume they have to guess a lot of the time. And that's just not always helpful. I freaking love like when our team is you know, in a meeting and we're talking about something that they're wanting to implement, or there's like a tech issue or just something random that's coming up. And someone, whoever's figuring out that issue is like, I think if I do this, it'll fix it. And we'll just see, like, we'll try and we'll just see. And I think that's just one of the like coolest ways that you could look at something where you don't know if that thing is going to provide the result that you want it to, but can you just try? Like, can you just see what it's going to do? And to know that our team has the freedom of being like, I don't know for sure that this is going to provide us the result that we want because literally none of us do, no matter our role in the company or how long we've been doing it, but we're going to see and we're going to set it up to give it its all, like give it the chance to perform in the way that I want it to. And then we'll find out, like, we'll see. So I think to me, one of the things that has been perhaps one of the most pivotal for me was coming to the realization of what I ultimately have control over. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn this first in my personal life before I could learn it in business. And I remember very vividly sitting on the couch in my therapist's office long before I even started my business. And she was very clear to me, the only thing I can control is my actions and my reactions. I can't control what other people say, what other people do, how things work or pan out or any of that. But I can control my actions and my reactions. So in the same way inside your business, you can have all the goals all day long, but technically the only thing you have control over is the steps and implementation along the way. And Mm -hmm. you hope it leads to X result. You hope it does all of these things. And so instead of putting this big, hard, rigid line on, well, if we don't achieve this, then we somehow have failed. If you make it feel more lighthearted, which is literally one of our values here at Boss Project, if you make it feel more lighthearted, A, there's less pressure around it, which automatically improves the actions along the way because you're less worried about how it's going to go. And And because being under pressure does not help you perform better. No one, no one, no one. I know there's been there's plenty of people that say, well, I'm a procrastinator and having a deadline, I'll just make me, I'm like, okay, maybe if it's a time thing, I can kind of still get on board with that because I get that, but it's more of the pressure to perform that doesn't help anyone. Right. It's like, okay, you may know you need to hit something to make something financially work, but focus more on the action steps to Mm -hmm. get there Mm -hmm. and less on the end game because the end game is just going to continue to overwhelm you Mm -hmm. and also be willing to be less rigid on the how you get there. Because I think what's been helpful for us is saying, okay, here's the plan. And on any given day, let's assess. Yep. And okay, let's try this. Let's try that. I want to go down this road. And it doesn't necessarily feel like, oh, I'm going to add all these last minute strategies. Like that's not what it's about. It's 
here's the actions I'm taking today, knowing where I want to go. We also have something that we use internally a lot and we talk about it as your MVP. And we talked about it first in the sense of teaching y'all, right? What's your MVP, your most viable product? That's how we've used it in the past. But we've also internally, it somehow shifted into like, what's your MVP, the best of what you can get out right now, right? Like Mm -hmm. the highest quality under the circumstances and the tools and the time that you have right now, what is that version of a resource, of a social post, of a podcast episode, of whatever it might be. What's the MVP version? And we have found, especially in the marketing department for me, I have found that reminding my team members in that department specifically that taking action, even though imperfect, is quite literally the best thing you can do in a marketing department because the only thing that makes you do better is by learning how something else performed. And you cannot look at how something else performed until you just put something out there. And so whether it be something about a YouTube video or a TikTok or a clip for Instagram, whatever it might be, don't sit on it forever. Just like show us, show the team what's your MVP version. We can all like put a finishing touch on it and then it gets out there. Well, because I think the problem that I see here is you put too much weight on how it worked for someone else. Yeah. And I just, everybody's so different. And the circumstances you're walking into are just so different. You know, (laughs) I have a a love, strong hate (laughs) for Gary Vee. And in the last couple of years, he said a lot of things that I'm like, I guess I agree with you more than I realized. The, the thing that he says is not the problem. It's the delivery that gives me anxiety. <laughs> Let's yeah. be real. Okay. So, but one of the things that he will get on his high horse about is, oh, everybody just needs to be on TikTok and you just need to listen to this. And like, this is the opportunity and da, 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 da. And it's like, and he's coming from a place of he's grown millions of followers on every social platform all the circumstances of how the other social platforms are not going. (laughs) And sure, he is paying attention, but he also has the privilege of a massive audience Mm -hmm. and millions of dollars in revenue across multiple businesses. As some of you, that just literally makes no sense because there is no audience or that's not how you've received business in the past or insert a million and one other reasons. And so what I don't like, and this just gets me on my high horse about why I get really frustrated with marketing gurus in general, is we can't make these massive assumptions for every other business out there because they have their own unique set of circumstances that they're operating under. And the only way you're ever going to really know is to try it. Now, I do think you can, for instance, look at us and say, well, they have worked with 10,000 plus other small businesses So they're not necessarily just giving you their opinion. They're giving Mm -hmm. you their opinion with the lens of what they've seen work and not work in a massive data group, Mm -hmm. you know? And and so I think you can kind of come up for air there. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. 
I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. But our goal here is for you to feel less tied to the result one way or the other and more tied to the willingness to just see what happens. Yeah, just see what happens. Just see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) There are two things that we do specifically with new team members. One of them will do truly no matter how long you've been here. But let's start at the beginning. So we want to foster this experimental mindset with everyone on our team. And it is something that we all need to learn. Some of us are better at it than others. Some of us, it definitely comes easier too. but we also accidentally attract a lot of perfectionists over here at team boss project. I think a lot of creatives are accidental perfectionists as well. And so that's what we have over here. So we do have to like foster a little bit extra of the, like you're safe. 
It's okay to mess up. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not know. So we want to try it at the very beginning. So one of the things that we do with new hires, every single person does this, is we give them a special project and it's delivered or it's presented to them pretty quickly after they start. And then they have some time to work on it. And it varies by department what this project could be, but it's a completely independent we may never do anything with this project ever. No pressure. We just want to see what you come up with kind of thing. And so they, on their own time that we block off on their calendar, like do the necessary research, putting together work, whatever of whatever they need to gather for this presentation. They literally put it into a presentation format. And then we invite every single team member, no matter the department, to their presentation of their project. And it could be a marketing strategy. It could be a rebrand. It could be a new product offer. Like it could be literally anything. And they present their ideas and it's a, we're not necessarily going with this next week. So it doesn't have to really matter, but we're going to ask questions. We're going to talk about it as a team. We're going to say, I like this piece of it. This I could see how we could use this over here or this piece doesn't really fit and here's why. And it's a really good exercise for not only for them to like just test what could happen if we explored this area and then get comfortable presenting it to the team and then get comfortable sitting with constructive criticism on their idea and also being excited if there are pieces of it that we like immediately start to implement or really put into place for a future project. Yeah, I think this ultimately does and serves so many functions for us. One, we do it so early on in their onboarding that our goal is to, in some ways, not have tainted them yet, Uh not have indoctrinated them fully into our way of thinking or raw, raw, fresh ideas. Yeah, we don't want to have all our current operations and processes and everything indoctrined into them. Instead, we want them to really be thinking fully on their own, fully independent, without the bias that we will inevitably mm-hmm. <laughs> endow on them, right? And so we want to hear their perspective early. It also serves as a great training opportunity because we are directly giving them opportunities to practice their craft, mm-hmm. practice the skill set required to do their job ultimately without the pressure of this is immediately going to see the light of day. Like this is going to presses. This is going mm-hmm. out on the internet. This is something we can put it in the box right after this and never look at it again. If that's what we decide. Right. And so it relieves pressure on the training side so that you're not mm-hmm. immediately trying to make them, you know, fully operational and fully up to speed and all the things. And it gives them more time to experiment. It gives them more breathing room. And in a lot of cases, this is likely the time they will have the most time to Mm -hmm. dedicate to a special project. And so doing that early is just such a critical piece and definitely making sure that the special project is related to their role. And so like, if they're sitting in the marketing department, it should be a marketing related project. If they're in sales, it should be lead gen or sales related. If they're a designer, it needs to be design related. Like you have to stay within the confines mm-hmm. of their actual role so that you can give them something that is really tangibly close to things they will ultimately end up doing. 
the part I like about it, in addition to everything Emily said, is that it gives them an opportunity to try on leadership without the pressure of leading. Yeah. They can think through from conception to all through the ideation to presentation mode. Now, it's not necessarily implemented as in live. Right. But it's as close to like a fully fleshed out idea as possible. And that's a really great leadership training opportunity for them, especially if you're hiring junior staff. It may be the first time they presented to a group before Mm -hmm. um, or outside of school potentially. And so I like that it's in front of our full team and they're hearing a lot of different perspectives. And it's also opening up our team to alternative ideas that maybe their department isn't thinking about or in, as involved in, but they have their own take on how to improve upon and ideate upon the ideas that were brought forth. Yeah. It's one of my favorite and truly it just, it gives us a cool opportunity to think outside the box for a second. And yeah. we, you never know when we might pick up like on a little crumb of that project three months down the road because it's impacted a new idea or something cool. And yeah. they get paid for this because they're a part of the team. So we don't do special projects as like their test thing. Like this is, they work with us now. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this other one I want to chat about is one that definitely I've seen happen more at the beginning of someone's career here at Boss Project, but is something that is definitely able to explore no matter how long you've been here. And you'll have those team members who have a fresh idea about how they think something could be tackled or explored, but it's going to take work to make happen. It's going to take either more than one team member to be a part of it. It's going to take a little bit of planning, a little bit of operations, you know, maybe something from the design department, the copywriting department, and then someone else over here. Maybe it takes more than one person. So you, it's all of these ideas, I think, always get like pushed to the back burner because you're like, sounds great, but like, I don't have the mental capacity to like even arrange that right now. What I would encourage you to do instead is you don't have to immediately say yes, but schedule a time where it does make sense for you to have this chat with your team member who's bringing up this idea with you. And even if you have your own hesitations, your preconceived notions of how you think this is going to work or how much time you think it's going to take, I would love for you to test giving them a green light for 30 days. It does not have to be forever. You can fully scrap the project after 30 days, or you can drastically scale back, or you can pivot. But what would it look like for you to actually say yes to someone's idea for a month? Well, and I think it's important that you do this pretty early as soon as they are a part of your team. Like one of their first ideas. (laughs) It doesn't have to be the very first thing they say, but like in their first couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. there's going to be something that inevitably they get hung up on. Like, I think this is really cool. I really like this idea. And you have to listen. Mm -hmm. And we're not saying that every idea is something that always makes sense or that is always going to implement out the way you want it to. But that's not the purpose of this activity. The purpose is not necessarily for their idea to succeed. No, it's to harness the, the environment in which you 
allow them to experiment, Mm -hmm. you give them the space for their ideas to be heard and you value their opinion. And if you can show them that you value them early on, when they have great ideas later, they're not going to like hold back. They're going to be like, what about this? What if we do this? I like to think of this. So as a parent, we practice natural consequences 99% of the time. So like, I'm not the parent who's going to force you to wear a coat when it's cold out. If you adamantly do not want to wear a coat, I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm not going to do that. I could give 10,000 other examples. There are just hills that I just will not die on and I'm not going to fight you for it but there are consequences to every decision. And so if we're out and about and you decided to not bring a coat because that was your choice and now you're cold, you're cold. That is a natural consequence of not bringing your coat when you knew that it was cold out. I want my team members to also learn consequences naturally. So an idea could be presented to me. And because I've been doing this for 11 years and know this industry and our clients like the back of my hand I am definitely more trained and a little bit smarter in a lot of the areas than this person is coming into our team. That's okay. Me sitting here saying, this is how that idea is going to go. So we're not going to do it has a much worse impact on that person's livelihood, their happiness, their productivity, their long-term loyalty, long-term loyalty, everything than it would be for me to be like, great idea. Let's try it for a month. What is the harm? The benefits drastically outweigh. So why I brought up natural consequences for kids is when she's cold because she forgot her coat, guess who's not going to forget her coat next time? And I don't have to be the person nagging her every time to bring it. So think about all of the 10,000 examples where you're like correcting your team members or telling them how something's going to go because you know how it's going to go when you could just like sit back and let them learn those lessons on their own. And then maybe it actually works one time because it's not you doing it. Well, and I, I will definitely say for sure that if you go in with the mindset that shit's not going to work and you're the one that's implementing, of course you make it not work. Like that's just, I don't know, law of attraction, right? Self-fulfilling prophecies. Self-fulfilling prophecies. Exactly. But if they're super jazzed up about it. And they have your support. They're going to do what they can. And will it always pan out the way they hope or you hope? No, but that's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think the cool part about it is it consistently has allowed us to explore ideas that we may have even brought up years ago and never had the time or made the time to pursue and they start pursuing it. And then I've been surprised in ways that we have expanded the way we operate in areas that I think we probably would have just continued to back burner. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And (laughs) I think you underestimate probably pretty significantly what a full-time team member can do so much like I mean obviously you do so much but like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just don't think you unless you've had a full-time team member for a while you will be like oh Oh, like you can say yes to this project and it's not going to drastically impact yeah because I mean unless you've literally been working 80 hours a week 
and you hire someone and you're offloading half of your job to them, which there's no, if that's your reality and your plan, please DM us first so we can prevent all of the things that are about to shit hit the fan for you. (laughs) Right. The majority of you, you hire someone when you have like five or 10 hours over your head, maybe a week, but sometimes only a month of things that are like really bugging you. Filling up a full-time team member's time Uh takes a while. And so honestly, I'm just also putting this as a little asterisk. When you don't know what they're supposed to be doing yet, this is a great time to have them doing the things they think they should be doing or want to be doing or excited or about doing because you don't know yet. (laughs) Well, and you should know, first of all, you should know what they're going to be doing. Sure. Going to be, but there's always that like, first couple of weeks where you're like, you're just so new. I don't want to like bombard you with all of these things. So this is a really fun thing to explore. There's also like, you know, we don't believe in offloading a hundred percent of the job duties within the first, definitely not two weeks, probably not even 30 days, depending on the role, because we want you to feel really comfortable with the things that are our priority for that role first. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, there still might be time right? That there's like, okay, I did all the things that are priority and I'm getting comfortable with them. But like, if you're not ready to offload more stuff, here's a great filler. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not just a filler for the sake of filler. It's not like it's actually serving a purpose. Them and you in different ways. Yeah. For you, it's not necessarily the work product, right? For you, it's all the things it's going to give you within them. Yes. They don't get that necessarily. No. They think it's... They're like, cool, I'm going to try this cool thing and it sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, just telling you, there's like gold nuggets. There, there are, there's so many things. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're truly... If if that is the thing that I could like make you do, it's the next time a team member brings you an idea before you say anything, just take a breath, take a pause. I'm not saying you have to say yes right now. Cause there have been ideas brought to us and we're like, I love it. I support it. I'm here for it. Not right now. Let's explore that in two weeks. Let's get through this next phase of whatever. And then you can start on that. Oh, and it's totally, totally. Okay. How many times have we been like, we very clearly mapped out the next 30 or 45 days or whatever. And we're like, we can't, not that we can't, but like, it doesn't make sense until X right. is true. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, they're going to support you in that. So yeah. like they're, they just want, they want you to hear them and value their thoughts and ideas. And at the end of the day, they want to make you proud too. And so like, they want to get to try at this thing to hope that they get these incredible results. And like, what if they do? But I I think it just doesn't stop there. I think to put a bow on this topic, I really want you to consider what would happen if you assumed less how things were going to go and allowed people to experiment more and likely checked in more often. I think one of the things we've had to help our team members unlearn is you you don't send a finished project to literally anyone on this team. No. There's I no need point. to see it mm-hmm. at checkpoints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're a very collaborative team. Not only because other people have opinions, but also our goal is to save save you from yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like give you opportunities to not 
waste time or also learn from each other and really value each other's skill sets. Because there's very rarely a project within our company that any one person will fully own from start to finish. Mm-mm. Even a very simple project today, I was like, you know what? I know if we divide out these three mm-hmm. steps mm-hmm. across different people, that it's going to be so much more productive for everyone. And it's proven to be true again and again and again. And so I encourage you to think, what would it look like to create that culture of curiosity? How can you be more experimental? How can you let the results feel less like determining of your future Mm -hmm. and how you can, you continue to just try new things. You'd be surprised. It's changed a lot for us. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache, join the co-op, our creative template shop membership with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.